Anita? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Hey, hello, my dearest. <laughs> I am good, thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> to be speaking to you today. I'm excited. I'm always excited to speak to you anyway, but especially about something that's very close <laughs> to my heart, as you know. Oh, you're so kind. Yes, we've come to talk about strength training, something that I myself have also already done today. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Yes, it's, I've done um, my exercises like a good little boy today. What What did you do today? I did leg training and I I only did eight sets of split squats and then five sets of single leg hip thrust and that's all I did. I did I did split squats with one twenty kilogram dumbbell in one hand and one twenty kilogram dumbbell in the other hand, and I did it for eight sets until I couldn't stand up, and then that was the end. <laughs> wait, wait, that wasn't a hundred and twenty kilo dumbbell, was it? It was one twenty kilo one. dumbbell oh. in each hand. <laughs> Good clarification. You're right. That's my poor grammar, isn't it? That's my poor no, explanation. But... It, yeah, it was a singular twenty kilogram. Yes, good. In <laughs> <laughs> for for one, for just for one, one, one millisecond, I thought 120 kilos in each, 240 kilos split, split squats. Holy <laughs> mother! What no, is this man even? <laughs> no, that's that's <laughs> that's not good. Work, is it? No, twenty no twenty kilograms in each hand is really quite heavy for me. You know, that's that, I think that's, that's quite hard. That's quite savage indeed. Yes, I don't like those particular items that you spoke of the split squats as you know <laughs> no but i also know that you still do it probably at least twice a week uh three times a week minimum yes because i see your check-ins um if any if anybody's listening which we, we should do an introduction shouldn't we hello i am yes. Connor Rose, your nutritionist from slim society this is anita grant and also yes. a nutritionist and a supporting coach in uh slim society so hello here we are and I see your check-ins because you check in what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis into our program, yep. don't you? Excellent. Yes. So I, I see I see when you've done your split squats, um, somewhat as prescribed by me because <laughs> I yes. spent a good amount Indeed. of time yeah, convincing you to do split squats. In, <laughs> in, in, I mean, you know, you have to make do with what you've got in these times at the moment because but before you – showed them to me I didn't even know they existed and I was quite happy to I lived without them for 30 something years quite easily <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a gym to go to all that all that time <laughs> which I haven't now as we know yeah, so I've had so to I'm, adapt like everyone else yeah, that, that's yep. why I'm also on the split squats as well, because it's one of the hardest leg exercises that's hard, even just with body weight, isn't it? Never mind weights as well. Um, so in terms, of keeping your, in, in terms of keeping your legs strong at home, which I'm sure that will come up mm. at some point during this conversation anyway, mm. split squats is one of your best tools, isn't it? And I'm also trying to work on my buttocks, don't you know? Um, uh, no, I didn't doing. know that. Well, there you go. That's information for you right now. Um, I, I, and I don't I, I know that I even wanted to or ever needed to know. <laughs> well, that's okay. But here's some more information for you then, just in case you don't Please. want it. I'm, Please. I'm, I'm currently on skinny white man ass mode. <laughs> yes. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm working with at the moment. But I'm going for more yes. like Beyonce. So, <laughs> so, Holy I've got, moly. I've got some I'll work. have to teach you. I'll have to teach you how to twerk. <laughs> 
Oh my, I think that'll work. I think we could work with it. And to be honest, I've gotten tired of helping people with flipping diabetes and polycystic ovary syndrome and nutrition online. And I'm just going to become an Instagram girl. So I'm just getting that booty. I'm getting that booty. Already. Oh, yeah, love and it. I'm going to start love shaking it. it. I'm going to start. I'm looking, for an easy, I'm looking for an easier life. That's all I'm. Oh, indeed. That's all I'm, indeed. That's all I'm after. That's all I'm after. People would pay um, for that, I'm sure. No, oh, I don't know, but we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Um, no, in all seriousness, though, um, yes. I, I am trying to build up my glute muscles bigger and stronger, and that's for yep. a, lo- a lot of different reasons, not only aesthetic reasons, because who doesn't want a nice bump? Um, mm-hmm. But the, the glutes are also the biggest and most powerful muscle in the entire body, so it's good to keep them Indeed. strong. And it, yep. it's the lower body postural mus- muscle as well. It's one of the lower body posture muscles. So if you've got stronger bone, yes. you'll have a stronger lower back, yeah? And it keeps yep. your hips in a good, strong position. And I'm also trying to do some running, which is also not common for me. But again, you've got to work no. with what you can work with through lockdown. Yep. You? You've got to do what you can do. And yep. um, yep. your glutes are very important for running. It's the muscle that pulls the leg backwards as you strike your foot to actually drive yeah. yourself forwards and do the run. So those are my excuses. But really, I'm just trying to get that booty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. So- so that's um, been, that's been yep. me currently. Yep, good, good. Um, so an interesting thing that I did notice was um, in the brief period between lockdown one and lockdown two, when I was able to actually get back to the gym, I'd, I'd uh, lost no leg strength whatsoever. That's really good news because at the gym, what were you doing at the gym before and then what were you doing at home? Obviously, you, sp- you switched to the home split squats, but what were you doing at the gym? Um, I would – well, I never did – you know, I, you, know you switch it up a little bit, but um, always do uh, – I like 45-degree leg presses. Um, for me, they don't put any strain on my back. Um yeah, you so, do historically have a back issue, don't you? And the leg, leg press can be a safe option for that. You're right. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't actually. I can't squat anymore at all. Um, so. Well, what? Well, give. I was going to say, give yourself some credit. Give yourself because we've just said you do split squats three times a week. Maybe you don't do barbell back squat. Okay. No, that's but, yeah. no. Yeah. But you do, you do, you do, you do good leg training. Yeah, I do. Well, a while, you know, some time back when I kind of, um, you know, retired as it were, was from competitive powerlifting. I made myself a thing that I would always be able to squat a hundred kilos. Um, but that kind of went by the by after a few years. Um, <laughs> that is a heavy weight. But then, then I stopped doing, as you call it, you know, what I, what I, when I say squats, I actually mean with a barbell on your back with weight. So I stopped I doing those um, and then had a brief foray of trying them again in fairly recent years and it was disastrous. My back just had an acute episode and I thought, okay, that's it, you can't do them anymore. Um, the... the uh, knowledgeable and magnificent Mr. Will Hulken, he got me to, I had, a se- <laughs> yes. I, had a, I had a session with him in the gym and he actually set me up with the, uh, you know, a weight belt around my waist with, um, with, with, a bar, uh, with a weight hanging from it, some sort of thing. Well, I can't remember what we did, but 
Oh, it, I know what you mean. Yes. Yes, I don't I know what they're know what called. I don't know what they're called, neither, but we did those. Yeah, neither do I off the top of my head. But yeah, you've got like a big belt around your waist and there's a chain hanging between your legs and then the a yeah, weight with a big plate weight. hangs on the end of Yes, that's actually... Yeah. Shout out to Will Hukin from the gym group yeah. at Kelham Island Sheffield. I agree, an excellent personal trainer. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I can't remember what that's called, but that's a way of loading the squat so that it puts the weight through your hips and not yeah, on and top of your spine. Back. Indeed, yeah. Yes, that's a smart move. Um, but I didn't, uh, I think, you know, I don't, when I am going to the gym, I, I just train by myself, generally speaking. I don't have a training partner, and it was, and I just thought, oh, I couldn't be asked sort of setting all that up. And you really think that you need someone helping you with that to get set up, I think. So I didn't actually continue doing those, but it was good to try. And I was really surprised that, um, yeah, no, no, no effect on my back at all. So that was good. So what I do do now is um, sort of mix up any kind of combination of 45 degree leg press, heavy as I can, um, and seated sort of leg extensions, which I hate. And the <laughs> the other there's another leg press thing, but it's it's you sort of more it's different from the forty five degree one or what I call the forty five degree one. But it's it's usually in a in a at the gym. It's like you know where we used to go at the mall. It was like a there was a set of three machines, and one was a ha a hamstring curl, and one was a sort of a, a leg extension and the other one was a leg press, but it wasn't a 45-degree one. Yeah, it's a pin-loaded leg press. Yeah, I know exactly what you Yes, mean. that's it. That's it. So it's those. So ham curls, 45-degree uh, leg presses and those pin-loaded ones that you say. I sort of just mix up combinations of those really. Yeah, and then you'd manage to maintain your leg strength throughout lockdown when you got back to the gym. Is that what you were saying? That's great. Yeah, yeah, by only doing split squats. So that's cool. Yeah, that is that is really good, and yeah, you can yeah. you can main you can maintain muscle mass and strength quite easily. It's been it's been even shown that one set to fail you, so one set of one exercise, and you do as many as you can possibly do, not yeah. a set where you stop when you think you've done, a set when you stop yeah. when it, you actually can't when, move the weight you can't, yourself. You can't yeah. do any more. Yeah, you can't actually do yeah. it even if you want to. Even one yeah. set to failure like that can stimulate the muscles enough to be able to maintain muscle mass and strength even just one set once a week um mm, wow yeah, so yeah so one like leg session where you just do i don't know three sets on your thighs you do three sets of a bum exercise you do three sets yep. of a hamstring exercise if you just do that once a week you can maintain mm. muscle mass and strength pretty much forever you have to do wow. more most likely you have to do more if you want to build muscle and strength but you can maintain yeah. pretty pretty easily so that's really great um testament to what you did there that's really good yeah, and, and also with the thing of with sort of lockdown versus returning to the gym, um, I had lost a little bit of upper body strength uh, after the first lockdown finished and I went back, but it wasn't much. And I think I only had three or four sessions and I was back to doing benching 10 reps on 40 kilos, which is a nice kind of uh, base level that I like to kind of keep at, you know. So, yeah, yeah. So, so that was good that it didn't take much to get back up. So I'd not lost a great deal at all, which was good. Yeah, that's down to your good protein intake, your good diet. You're doing what you can training at home because I know you were focusing yeah. on press-ups as well, which is oh, not yes. the same. It's not the same exercise as bench press, but it works the same muscles, doesn't it, in a similar pattern. 
it's a similar exercise to bench press, you could say. So you were they working bloody that hurt hard. More. <laughs> it can do in some ways, can't it? Press-ups are hard, aren't oh, they? They're, they're literally they hard. They are so hard. Um, yeah, especially and, for and ladies. Progression, progression is slow. I did, I did one set of 12 on my toes the other day and then did some other things and then did another set. And I, I, I would have liked to have done another of 12, but I got to 10 and then kind of fell down in a hole. <laughs> 12, 12, 10, that is powerful though. That's a good for So, you know, right it, yeah, I, I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, when um, obviously I do mostly on online nutrition now, but I used to be a full-time trainer for like over mm. a personal trainer for like over 10 years. And ladies yeah. used to come to me all the time with strength training goals and lots of ladies want to be able to do a press-up. Um, mm. basi- basically no ladies that I've ever really met or seen can do can do one proper full press-up without specifically training for it without yeah. having without having done actual gym work or classes oh, or yeah. home workouts yep. or something yeah because it is a difficult thing it's proportionately more difficult for ladies than it is for men as well due to ladies having smaller proportional upper body muscles versus that's, men yeah that's an anatomical thing isn't it yeah it literally is yeah the short your shoulders are not as wide your bones mm. are thinner um, and mm. sometimes not as long, which means there's not as large muscle attachments, which means you can't even grow as much muscle, and the mm. muscles are smaller as well. Um, yes, yep. But if you, if pro- you, yeah, go on. Uh, no, it, it's okay. It's okay. You can go. If your muscle, oh, sorry, if your bones were shorter, wouldn't that be an advantage? Then you wouldn't have to sort of go as far. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it can be an advantage. Yeah, that's why. Um, but not enough. That's why China quite often stereotypically always win the Olympic weightlifting and stuff like that yes. as well, apart, apart from yes. other um, anatomical advantages. But yeah, different body shapes can be can be better sometimes. Like if you're trying to do a deadlift, like pick up as mm. much weight as you can off the floor in one go. If you're shorter, oh, yep. if you're shorter, yeah, sometimes that can be an advantage because technically you don't have to pick the weight up as far as yep. somebody who's taller. Um, mm. how, however, that only really matters when you get to the real extremes of strength. And you can also look at it a different way where Arnold Schwarzenegger had really long arms and really mm. long, really long bicep muscles, which is why yeah. his bicep muscles were able to become, the, well, one of the reasons apart from all the training and the supplementation, shall we say, <laughs> Go on. that may have been going so, on at that time. Him all having the been drugs. Able, <laughs> yes, I'll say perhaps. it. I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not scared of Arnie. But perhaps all the steroids, yes. Me- <laughs> yeah. Mexican-style supplementation. Here we go. Indeed. Arnie. Yep. Um, yeah, but because he had long arms and long biceps, like people's muscles are also different shapes, just like on human we, bodies, people look different. As we discussed the other day about <laughs> our shape of our biceps. Yes, exactly. This, yeah. Yes, yeah. actually. This is what we were talking about on Zoom, weren't yep. we? We were talking about yeah. muscle shapes a little bit, yeah. Um, and I was saying I've got like a shorter bicep so that if I if I look at my bicep when I'm doing a bicep curl, there's a gap between the muscle and the elbow where it's mm, all You've got tender. an orange. Um, yeah, it looks, like a, it looks like a ball when you tense yeah. it. Whereas Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger's bicep, it, his muscle like touches where the cr- the cr- um, crease of his sort of inner elbow is, so he's got a really That's what long my, yeah. bicep. That's what yeah. mine are like. They're kind of long shaped like a banana. Right? That, I always thought of it as like orange versus banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad analogy. And if you've got the long type of the bicep, um, yeah. 
it can have more room to fill out sometimes because if you're actually trying to build muscle mm. it's actually a bigger muscle that can build more and mm. become more powerful so it's really it's advantages and disadvantages yeah it's not really cut and dry mm. Um, yeah, because I always wanted the the orange look. I wanted to have the ball on uh, bicep, but mine are really long. Oh, I see. I want the other one. Yeah, we'll swap <laughs> you. Oh, let's swap. <laughs> I, I think as humans, we always just want what we haven't got, don't we? Really, of I think course. Whatever, yeah. wh whatever, it, whatever it might be, we just want. We just want the other. Yeah, one. Um, yeah. There's yeah. there's difficulties for ladies in other ways though as well. Like the hormonal profile for muscle building in ladies by having lower testosterone levels is just not as conducive for building or maintaining yep. muscle mass. And yep. just, Loads of other things. So proportionately for how much a lady weighs overall, the upper body muscles are smaller than they are for a, um, versus a man, and that just makes it harder. Mm. But is the, is the same true for leg strength? Nearly. Um, I, I think a lady's muscle mass, um, obviously it's just averages and stuff, but I think a lady's mm. upper body muscle mass is about 40 to 50% the same as a male's. Right. But I think the leg. I think the leg muscle mass is like seventy to eighty percent, or that's something. What, that's what I. That's what I. Was, I had always sort of thought and known and been told that the the approximation was closer in leg strength and upper body strength for all those things that you said. You know, different different shoulder girdle shape and all that sort of crap. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, but ladies might have narrower shoulders, but some ladies mm. have big, wide hips, don't they? Even yeah. bone structurally, yeah. yeah. And then bigger yeah. leg bones, and then the muscle, yes. the leg bones are obviously bigger, so they've got bigger muscle attachments. Leg muscles are bigger than upper body muscles, just for everyone, anyway. Mm. So that so that mm. makes them easier to grow as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, you're exactly right. A lady's legs can be maybe eighty percent as strong as a man's, mm. where the whereas mm. the upper body may be fifty percent or something like that. Mm. Um, so that kind of just led me to thinking about um, one of the biggest myths that, you know, I'm sure you've heard a billion times in over the years as well in, in gyms and talking to women about weight training is that women have a, got, a, got a fear of becoming muscly, if you want to say that oh, word. Oh, too bulky. Um, yep, yep. Um, and I've always kind of argued the point that that's not so at all unless they're going to actually take the gear you know if they're going to take steroids <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. which you know the average female in the street is not going to be even thinking Agreed. about I mean she wouldn't probably even know where to get it um so that which whole is a good myth, thing yeah yeah that whole that whole thing of um oh I don't want to I don't want to go too heavy because I'll get too muscly um is is just not really a thing to worry about, is it? No, not really. Um, I am trying myself as a male um, to become too bulky, and it's not working. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really, really hard to build muscle. It really is. Mm. Um, it's mm. hard for men. It's hard for men to build muscle. It takes and a lot. And it's harder of for women. Yeah, and it's harder for women. That's my point. Yeah, it takes a lot of commitment and time and lifting mm. and protein and intake. Really, and really hard work. Yeah, heavy weights and stuff like this. For most people, some people have got phenomenal genetics and some people just are born more muscular than other people and some people have yeah. better. Yeah, some people do literally build muscular than other people. Like genetically, mm. people just have sort of different tendencies and propensities don't they so well for you know, a lady, that's the, it's, it's even sort harder. of like the luck of the draw yeah yeah but but a woman who has 
just joined a gym um, and just started doing maybe a beginner's kind of circuit type thing or something, you know, I've seen and heard a lot of women over the years are sort of saying, oh, you know, um, you know, I've been doing weights or, you know, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, and, you know, the sleeves of my T-shirts are getting tighter. Like, don't think that that's actually from the weight training really to a great extent. It, that doesn't happen that fast for women, does it? It's unlikely unless they had very yeah. tight T-shirts, which were only like a few <laughs> millimetres off, off being too tight, and now they're just like <laughs> literally filling it out. Um, you do build you do build muscle and tone up a little bit faster as a beginner. It does, that is when you make it does happen. Yeah, it does happen quicker, and it's like it's like anything else. The gains are really first fast to start off with, and the harder you get, and the closer you get to wherever you want to be, it's slower and slower. Sounds like something else that we know about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you refer to body fat loss. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, hey. Yeah, mm. I understand where you're going with it, and you're exactly right as well. Yeah, your mm. uh, a human's ability to build muscle goes down by about fifty percent each time each year that goes past of weightlifting. So after about year five, you're pretty much screwed. <laughs> after like year five or six, really? The, yeah. Um, a a wow, man can build probably about. Yeah, a man can build probably about one pound of muscle per month. A lady can probably build about half a pound of muscle per month due mm. to all the different factors that we've that we've said. Um, mm. b- basically, the muscles get bigger and tone up based on based on their strength. The faster you can make it strong and the stronger you can make it, the more toned or muscular it will become. Mm. On ladies, it looks more like tone because, again, there's not enough room to build that much muscle and there's not enough testosterone either. So it more like just tones the muscle, whereas men actually Mm. like build more muscle, even even through the same exercises and principles. Um, But that means by... Mm. The second mm. by the second year of training, a man will probably build about half a pound of muscle per month, and a lady about a quarter. And then by year three, we're talking a quarter for a man and an eighth for a woman. And then by year four, it's like, what's happening? Sorry, <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> it, it it just slows down ridiculously. Mm. Um, it slows down ridiculously just because it becomes harder. The stronger you get, the harder and harder it is to get stronger. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um. um so if I've been doing it for 30 something years like I'm probably <laughs> there's not very there's not very much more to go. <laughs> well, in in one way yes and in the other way it depends how you look at it because that's that's only theoretical what I'm saying because that is based mm. on it's based on an assumption that every single thing goes perfectly. Yeah, um, and it does. Like if you did, mm. if no, and it never does ever for anybody. No. So it's all it's only theoretical, really. Um, mm. Like I've I've also been exercising um, and doing sort of strength training for I don't know ten or fifteen years, somewhere in that mm. range. And and mm. I'm definitely still get I'm definitely still getting stronger, definitely. And it's because it takes a long time as well to practice yeah. all the exercises. Um, I didn't used to be flexible enough to do certain different exercises. And then as you get stronger, you can move on to different exercises, which then helps you keep getting stronger on things. And you can always improve your nutrition and you're always improving this mm. and improving that. Mm. If um, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, you probably don't remember, but not last year, but the year before, when we, when we first started hanging out at the moor, at the gym there, um, and – you know, you you did me some programs and stuff, and I said that I wanted to get more kind of uh, 
musculature in my upper back. Okay, yeah. So that so that was well, that's fourteen months ago, and I've really had I've really been, you know, but bar being ill and on holidays and stuff like that, I've I've consistently been focusing on that for that amount of time, um, and I can see a difference. Yeah, this that's a perfect um, illustration and example of what I was speaking about, where, yes, you have been exercising for a long time and doing strength training for a long time, but that was an area that wasn't necessarily getting the most training. Mm. So, then it, so then it would be an assumption. It's not since you started doing any exercise. It's if you hammered your upper back muscles with a perfect mm. program every single week mm. for the correct volume yeah. with the correct sets and reps and exercises etc you could probably build good muscle in your upper back for about five years before it really mm. starts to get mm. really really difficult to make any progress so it's not like you, if you've done leg exercises suddenly you can't build arm muscle or anything yeah. it's just the more yeah. the more specific work you put into one area the harder it is to keep progressing that, that makes area. sense yeah, that makes sense. And like for a long time after I retired from competing and stuff, I basically was doing bench presses and sort of thinking, well, that'll do my upper body. I know I was a lazy bugger. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I still was doing heavy bench presses. Um, as you know, you know, I had that goal, you know, BC before Corona was to be able to bench press 60 kilos. And I was quite focused on that, but I was just doing bench presses um, for a long time. And then legs, I was just kind of doing leg extensions and that was sort of about it really, just sort of very lazy in the gym, I guess, just plodding along, just kind of maintaining. But build, build, increasing in strength within my bench. Um, but, yeah, I never got to that to achieve that goal because of the old COVID and the gym shutting down and everything. Um, whether it's whether it's a I wanted to do it before I turned 60 and so my next birthday I'll be 62 now so whether it's still a achievable goal a realistic goal I don't know I don't know there's only one way to find out well I know I know about it we're gonna have to just try it aren't we yeah just just put 60 on the bar and see if you can do it you will just start rebuilding strength just slowly but surely and just see where you get to and the uh, the last time I trained at the gym before this second lockdown um my one rep maximum that I use you know that that you can get calculated by using an app um Mm. was was 52 kilos so I'm a bit of a way I'm a bit of a way off 60 but you know when things in inverted commas, ever get back to normal, that's what I'll be uh, gunning for. Maybe I'll yep. aim for 60 by the time I turn 70. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll just start rebuilding strength, eh, and yeah. see where it gets yeah. to. And I'm really, I'm really glad that you are doing the other equal and opposites and more well-rounded training, even if it isn't necessarily for your goals, like doing the upper mm. back training. Because um, mm. if you if you kind of make one part of the body or one specific exercise really strong, but you neglect the others, it's kind of it's like having. A, mm, yeah, it, it can't. It's not necessarily the best thing. It's kind of like no. having a car where you're not really looking 
or I don't know, improving. You're not really improving all of the car. You just keep improving this one bit and then trying to yes. like race it. Like you just, you've got a normal car, but you just keep putting a bigger and bigger turbo on it. But you're not yes. improving the whole car. Where really, yep. like a race car that's trying to do top performance in anything would have top spec everything. Top everything, it? yeah, yeah, yeah that makes everything. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. to make it stronger, to make it more stable, to make it more supported, to make sure there's not any weak points. Because eventually something will break or something hurt. Will give. It, yeah, yeah, something will give, whether it's mechanical or biological, in human or in mm. vehicle or machine. Mm. And it'll be it'll be a weak point, won't it? So it's just worth it to keep everything nice and well-rounded yeah, if agree. possible. Yeah, yeah I, no I think it was just really. a – you know how – you know, when you do your sort of systems of training, you know, you always start off with your bench press because that uses the most muscles and then you go do the back and then you go do the shoulders and the biceps and the triceps and sort of finish down with the smaller muscles kind of thing. Start off with the, the big moving kind of exercise first sort of thing. You know, that's what we that's how we always used to train sort of thing. But, but um, yeah, I was just being lazy and just thinking oh yeah if I do bench press well that's my whole upper body sorted but now I know better so you can always keep learning something new <laughs> that's the game isn't it that's yep, the game, that's you, the can game. Always, you can always keep improving so yeah. how did you how did you actually get into like strength training you know because you used to do powerlifting. I know it was a, yeah, a while ago I did. how did how did you get into this kind of stuff um well just preface by saying in school, I hated all sport. I hated everything. <laughs> so I didn't do anything as a, you know, as a child, um, as a teenager, um, except for, like, ballroom dancing. Um, and in my early 20s, I did nothing as well. I had a friend who was quite um, the fitness sort of fanatic. Um, her name was Anita as well, and we worked together and we were really good friends. Um so she she was a gym bunny, and we we went away for a weekend. We stayed at this uh, health farm thing, and she talked me into going to doing aerobics class. Um, that's the first one I'd ever done in my life. So after that, I started doing aerobics at the gym, and then my sister uh, at the time. Oh, she's still my sister. I mean, my sister's <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> uh, my sister's boyfriend, who is now her husband. Um, I kind of spent a lot of time with them, and he used to get the what was the? Well, it was before you were probably born. You know, when Arnie was kind of at his peak, and there was this big American magazine that it was a muscle a bodybuilding magazine. I can't remember what it was called. Anyway. He had he he went to the gym and he you know had his protein powder and all that stuff and he had all these magazines and I started reading them and um and then I joined the gym and that's how I went in there and got my induction thing and I just said to the fellow I want biceps and I've got no idea why I said that <laughs> those were literal no words were they yeah I said I want biceps he asked me what I wanted out of the program and I've got no <laughs> idea biceps <laughs> how stupid I don't know where that came from anyway. Um, so I started on a kind of beginners, you know, using all the machines, kind of total body thing and stuff. Um, and this was quite a long time ago. I was like in my mid-20s, so I kind of chronologically, I can't remember all of it uh, in probably in the right order. But I, just one day I was squatting in the gym and 
I don't know. I, I honestly can't quite remember, but somehow the guy who was coaching the powerlifting team at my gym, he somehow became involved in my squat technique and he said, well, you know, you're not going. <laughs> and I don't know how. I can't remember what happened. Anyway, um, he said, well, you know, you need to squat lower and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so from however it happened, I decided that I would go in one powerlifting competition, which, you know, he was the coach of the team for the ACT, which is the Australian Capital Territory where I lived. Um, yeah, so I went in one competition and just decided to keep going with it. Um, and, of course, it was early days for me in a gym so I made progress quite rapidly um so yeah and then I kept training then a guy who used to be a uh, Olympic lifter at the Institute of Sport um he he became my coach um and then I was competing I was competing at the nationals um tried so hard to qualify to get to the Worlds and I just never could quite, quite get there. Um, <laughs> I, I really, I wasn't far off, um, but I just, it was just that little bit extra that I just couldn't quite get to qualify for the world titles. But I was, I was happy to go to the Nationals. That was good. Um, yeah, and then I got injured. My injury was bad, as you know. Um and Lower I, back injury. Yep. Yeah, I, I did continue to compete after the injury for a while. Um, but then I moved to – I moved from Canberra and moved to a, Tasmania, which is a little state, the, the little dot right down the bottom of Australia. Um, and for a while I was the only female powerlifter there at all. Does that um, mean so you I automatically had... get the Tasmanian title? Well, you yeah, the there's no one else – that's amazing. You're the, you're there was, the strongest there was no one else to there was no one else to compete against, um, except myself. This though, this is a great title. Hmm. So then I did go to one competition, and there was some a couple of other girls there, and I thought, oh no, that's going to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet. Now forget that. Um, so yeah, then then I kind of retired from powerlifting, and I briefly flirted with Olympic lifting, which I was hopeless at. I was really rubbish at it. Um, and also some um, athletics. I was doing um, hammer throwing for a while. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, got a, I got a couple of little titles for that. But um, I think because my, my uh, partner at the time, he was a discus thrower. Um, oh, my Lord. Yeah, but then... Then I left him and then I didn't continue the athletic thing anymore. Um, kept going to the gym. As I said, at that time I kind of had that thing of I must be always able to be able to squat 100 kilos. But um, then I had a break for a while. I didn't do any training for actually for a couple of years. I can't even remember why. And then I started again. I've never, that was in my uh, – oh, how old was I? That was probably in my – 40s maybe after a couple of years break maybe late 30s 40s somewhere in there 40s somewhere in my early 40s and then I started again I've not stopped since bar holidays and injury yeah and what has it been like being in and out of gyms and being in powerlifting etc etc as and this and this might be 
I don't know, not maybe a correct, correct question or the way that you think about it, but I was going to ask you, what was it like being a lady in gyms, especially powerlifting gyms, where this is stereotypically a man's thing, I would say? I fucking loved it. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> loved it. <laughs> um, I, can, I guess multiple kind of things associated with it that, uh, you know, I, I understand you know, a lot of women come into gyms and they feel intimidated. They don't know what the equipment, how it works, or they don't know the etiquette, or they don't know this, or they don't know that. Um, I mean, sometimes I've been into gyms. I mean, I've asked you as things because I've sort of there's been a piece of equipment. I've looked at it and I thought, I have no idea how to work that, but I don't care that I don't know. I'll just find out. Um, and it's always, I mean, when I was competing in powerlifting, we did have a few women. This was in Canberra in the ACT. We, did, we had other women in the team um, who became quite good friends. Mm. Um, we, all, we all lifted in different categories, but we were all, it was good because the owner of the gym where I trained was a powerlifter and we all trained together as a team after the gym closed and that was excellent. That was really good. Um. So I've always, like when I kind of started, there was other women doing it as well. But then like when I moved to Tasmania, I was the only woman. Um, but I trained with the guys in a purely a men's, you know, not a aesthetic gym. It was purely a nuts and bolts gym. Do you know what I mean? I definitely do. So you found it quite inclusive then, it sounds like. Uh, oh, they, was, were, they I... were fantastic, all the guys I trained with. They were really good. Oh, that sounds really lovely. Because Man. I was coming at it yeah. from the same angle you were about thinking that no. often ladies are nervous in gyms, especially maybe like powerlifting gyms where it's like, like you said, no. sawdust and nuts and bolts. Yep. And I, I just wondered yep. how you how you just found how you found it being a lady in those kind of situations. But it sounds lovely and inclusive. Um, well, I've always felt perfectly confident, and most most you know most men in the gym are helpful. Um, and I forget what it's called. You know that one that's not very far away from me. That, um, I went. I trained there for a while. The it's kind of on the edge of Ecclesfield. Um, it's it's really a, a steroid bodybuilding gym. You know of it? I think you've been there. It's all green. All the everything's the machines and everything's all painted green. Do you know the one I mean? Sorry, oh, have... he sorry, hello. Um, I'd actually just pressed. I'd accidentally just pressed the mute button. I was saying yes, I actually have been there. Right. Um, you muted I, me. I accidentally did. Yes, I was replying <laughs> to you, and, and, and you were asking me the same question over and over again. And I was thinking, "What's happening here?" And then I look, I looked down, and I accidentally—I must have lent on the mute button or something. Nice. So I apologise for nice. that. So sorry. Never yes, mind. I have been to that gym. I do know which one you mean. And you know I, the one. I can't. I can't remember the name. Yeah, but I went in there and trained by myself for ages, and yeah, it's fine. I, you know, M I'm, muscle I'm, something, something like muscle fusion or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. muscle or muscle something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that you know that that um, I was I feel perfectly confident going in there and yeah, not uncomfortable at all, and people are helpful and yeah. That's very. So, that's really. That's really nice. Um, yeah, never never had problems anywhere really. And what would you say are the advantages 
that doing this exercise or particularly strength training as well has brought to your life just throughout time? Why, why would you, why do you, and why would you recommend this to ladies? Not even necessarily powerlifting or going to bodybuilding. No, no, no. But just just exercising or toning in general. Strength training, yeah. Well, put aside the the, the one huge negative of my injury, which has affected my whole life. But that was... (laughs) Yeah, just by the by that one, shall we? (laughs) Yeah. Well... You know, it happened because of my poor technique. So there's, I can't blame anyone else or anything else. I can't blame the gym or the equipment or anything. It was my fault. So it is what it, it is. Is tip one going to be re- receive proper instruction then for, for yeah. the strength training? Um, <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know. I know what I did wrong, but I don't know why I did it wrong because I'd already done two reps of perfectly good technique, and the third one i just i don't know i just did it wrong yeah it can anyway happen occasionally yeah. especially when you're lifting super heavy weights so i will say it was, though that it was super heavy yeah because you were doing powerlifting weren't you so it is it yep. is a it is a risky thing but overall you know um mm. weightlifting so mm. weightlifting and resistance training and strength training is the second safest form of exercise you can do. It's the mm. se- it's the second least likely thing that's going to injure you. The the safest yeah. thing you can do is swimming because there's no yes. injuries. There's in no swimming. stress on your joints. Yeah. No, th- no, there's no injuries. You are, you're either fine yep. or you drown. So, so you're alive no or you're dead. <laughs> yeah, there's deaths, but there's there's no injuries. Yeah, no injuries. In Fair no, enough. not really. Yeah. Swimming's swimming's yeah. safe unless it goes really wrong. Um, but strength training overall is actually really safe and it's not what it's That's actually it's slightly, yeah it reduces your injury risk of of things most likely doesn't it by making you stronger and tougher and more durable indeed yeah so yeah this is such a the list is is enormous i think i don't, I'll, I'll start from the psychological advantages i Ooh, good one. i have always felt physically um strong and confident um even 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 things like you know walking somewhere dark at night um i'm not saying that if anyone you know in inverted commas attacked me i would be able to like fend them off with one bicep curl or something with but... <laughs> with some ninjutsu from somewhere <laughs> you just do a backflip over a wall when you're away yeah i, I i'm not <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, anything like that, but I think overall confidence in yourself, uh, a a facet of that is physical confidence and physical strength. So that's one thing. Um, And once again, I don't know where this comes from, but appearance-wise, I've always liked for my own body the appearance of having some musculature and some definition. I mean, okay, a woman who's about to go in a bodybuilding competition, that look is not for everyone. And, I mean, at one point in my 20s, I actually did want to pursue bodybuilding, but I liked oh food Lord. too much. I did. <laughs> I no, seriously, seriously, but but I liked food too much. So And I got into powerlifting instead. Um, so, But for my own body, I like, you know, I like that if I, um, you know, push my arm away, you can see that I've got, a tricep you can't see all of it but you can see some of it um you know yeah, just well, things like that 
maybe you were before your time a little bit um, in in that respect. But now um, it's a common thing that people say strong is the new skinny, don't they? And yeah, lots lots more women are taking up toning and strength training and muscle building. And now mm. uh, now lots of lots of ladies would agree with you. I would not say it's uncommon that people want to mm. look toned because people want to look slim. But then if you're slim mm. but you don't have any muscle, if you don't have any muscle or any fat, then you don't have any anything. Mm. You're just scrawny. Yeah, then you're just bones, mm. aren't you? So people mm. don't necessarily want this. So, but if mm. you do want to be slim, but you also want to be healthy, you want to be able to eat more food, you want a faster metabolism, you want to look mm. more toned. Because some people yep. also think, oh, I'd like to lose the weight, but they worry about looking too skinny, don't they? Looking gaunt, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But you, you don't, you don't say that a fitness model or a fitness model or lady. Uh, mm. man or woman looks gaunt even when they're super no. slim and have got abs no it's because they've got nice muscles as well so mm. it's it's a nice balance in between i agree mm. and i like i like the look of having some deltoid definition um lots you know, of ladies just, do they like, like a little bit of yeah. shoulders and a little bit of bum yeah. muscles so that when you swim yep. down you look like an hourglass still you've still got your you can have curves that are not fat it's definitely true yeah. they don't have to be they don't have to be body fat curves you can yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you can look widen out your shoulders a little bit so it looks nicer in a dress lots of ladies yep. used to come to me to try and muscle up their chest muscles especially near the clavicle so yes. i would get lots yes yeah i would i would get ladies doing chest exercises um yep. and stuff like that trying to build up the muscle near the clavicle because if you slim down then people want to be slim but they don't mm. want their collarbones and stuff showing in dresses no you don't know you don't want to look no. skeletal and scrawny yeah. Well, so, yeah, people um, don't like that sometimes, so you can build the muscles up around it nicely, can't you? Like pads yep, it out. Yep. And and I'm I'm kind of lucky that I've been genetically uh, given decent calves. I've actually never ever trained my calves ever. <laughs> never had never had to. Um, and I've quite got um, fairly decent sized. Uh, quads so that's all just a plus that just adds to what I've added to my body sort of thing um, what a how uh, I, I and then there's all the advantages of you know I think if you're physically strong you you know like you hint, uh, mentioned that before you, you know you're less likely to sort of damage and hurt yourself when you fall over and just things like that you're less likely to trip um, just as an aside, one of the things that I always uh, put into my gold classes for the, generally speaking, the population of gold, oh, this is Zumba I'm talking about, sorry, um, strengthening your anterior tibialis um, so you've got a good sort of, so you, your step is stronger. So once again, you lift your feet, your step, you're less likely to trip over things, just little things like that. That, that, kind of... that makes perfect sense yeah and for people who yep. don't know you you are a zumba instructor as well and yeah. you're, you're yeah. doing online zumba at the minute aren't you as well yes yep. if people wanted yep. to and people can join from anywhere in the world is that right they can my best friend often sits she had told me afterwards she told me later on she only watches from her armchair but <laughs> she, <laughs> i often she often pops up uh, when I'm doing my morning class because it's night time there, and she often pops up. And but uh, it's just well, it's nice. The thought that counts, isn't it? There, yeah. in that instance. Uh, yeah. If people Even, wanted to find your Zumba, where would they go? Um, they just need to find me on Facebook. I'm Anita Zumba Grant 
and that's all they need to do, just message me and I can oh, lovely. put them well, into lovely. the private group. Yeah, thank so, you sorry, for yeah, that. I, I, yeah. No, it's all right. I wanted to just mm. um, get the plug in there if anybody wants to get mm. a little bit of mo- movement on during lockdown. But you were talking about... Um, you were talking about moving better and staying stronger and you mentioned specifically Zumba and I thought that was a cool thing about being able to pick your foot up better so you don't trip over things or yeah. fall. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always slip in a bit of the old anterior tibialis stuff in, in my gold classes um, and I also, I, I don't know, other instructors do this to the same extent but I always, after the warm-up track, I have an entire track of squats. Um <laughs> just so I can see people's faces, how much they hate me. <laughs> no, really, because just, you know, leg strength, butt strength, you know, especially for once again in the gold class, um, it's the fate of a lot of older people to, we've all seen it, you know, people who have to actually rock backwards and forwards to gain enough momentum to get off the couch or the yeah, toilet. Yeah, the toilet, yeah. Yep. So... I'm, I, that's why I make my gold class, you know, some of them are 80-something. I make them do a three-minute squat track. Good, yeah, just keeping those legs strong. Yep. It's helping your mobility yep. in life, isn't it? And that's and, exactly and why, yeah. Yeah, and you're exactly right about the safety of it as well. Muscle mass is actually um, correlated with all-cause mortality. What that means, yes. all-cause mortality, is all forms of death. So yes. and it's and it's correlated in the way as the more muscle mass you've got, the longer you will survive from everything, on average. Because if you get yes. ill, but you've got better muscles, yeah, um, you, you will have a stronger immune system. And if if you get you've got less chance of getting diabetes. And if you got that muscle, how did you get it? You must have got it by exercising. So your heart yep. will be stronger, and your lungs will be stronger than somebody who doesn't have the muscle mass. Your bones will be stronger. Your flexibility will be better. Your balance is probably better. Like you said, you yep. can get up and down and off the floor and you're going to get down the stairs easier if you can do a lunge you can definitely do the stairs at home yes Defin- yep. yeah yep, flipping, definitely sure. and yep. a lot what happens to a lot of elderly people is they fall over and then due to weakened bones they'll break a rib or break a shoulder go into hospital catch some flipping catch something, something else that's, yeah that's floating die from hospital. something else yeah. Honestly, that, that, yeah, that is a big sort of like secondary or contributing factor to um, yes, death in this absolutely. country, in the, in the UK, literally. Yep. It literally and is, it, and that, that can be averted. Yep. Even the thing of uh, you fall down at home, especially if you kind of live by yourself or something, and you can't get up again. You can't mm. get help. Mm. You, might be, you might be laid there stranded for like two days, by which time you've got pneumonia or all sorts of other things that can happen, you know. Um, so, li- there's literally exercises that train you to get up and down, aren't they? Not only squats, like you said, but you can literally do a more yes. advanced thing and be like burpees, or you can do Turkish yes. get-ups, or you can do yep. uh, you can do specific movement training for getting up and down off the floor to learn better and different ways of getting up and down off the floor Ooh. safely and stuff like that. Oh, you've you just given you just given me another idea for I could slip a bit of that into my Zumba class. You definitely could, yeah. Some movement patterns. It, it can be difficult yep. sometimes. Like d- doing a Turkish get-up, that's a specific way of training. That's an mm. advanced thing, so it might not, it might not, or it might but, or it might not go with Zumba. I don't know. Mm. You know what fits in and what doesn't. But there's definitely mm. different. There's lots of different ways of movement training, isn't there? Mm. Mm. But I, like I've I've tried to incorporate, um, even though Zumba is primarily a dance class, it's fitness 
class, but I've also tried to incorporate some just a little bit of upper body strength as well. This is more for the gold class I'm talking about. Um, for same thing, women who are reached their seventies who've not never done any exercise in terms of strength training, yeah, have negligible upper body strength. It's probably yeah. even weak. It's probably even weaker than their legs. Most Generally, likely, I would say. You at least yeah, yeah you're at your legs are bigger muscles and you at least use them yeah. to get up and down and walk around on. And walk and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Try walking on your hands, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's another big plus. Um, and I think that just that old corny saying of if you don't use it, you lose it is just that's true. so true. So true. It's, true. it's true in mind and body. If you don't. Yes. Indeed. Think about things, you forget them. Like I can't do algebra anymore because I've not done it since school. Yep. <laughs> if yep. you don't stretch your legs, your flexibility gets awful. If you don't strengthen, yep. you you lose muscle and strength. Yeah, I completely mm. agree. So I think there's that whole aspect of keeping your body as strong and and as as strong as you can for as long as you can 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 only be positive. Of course, it's improving quality of life, isn't mm. it? Not only length yep. of life, but also yep. quality yep. of life. Exercise and things like this improve your immune system and hormonal profile, even independent of other variables. Like somebody yes. who exercises will have a stronger immune system and stuff like yep. this. So it's just, it's positive in more ways than you expect. You've you've named mental and physical yep. reasons there, haven't you? Yep, yep. And then, then there's the whole issue of uh, for women getting older when we – reach and get past menopause, um, the lack of estrogen causes the beginning of more brittle bones, which means they break easier, which means, you know, you fall, you break a bone. It's what we said before, you end up at the same point in hospital, catch some, mm, something loss of else. Density, something exactly else. right. Yep. And loss of muscle mass and strength due to menopause, you're right. And, and the more uh, weight-bearing exercise you do, as a younger person and then building on that, the more, the stronger your bones are and then you've got that in sort of good stead for when you do get past menopause. Yeah, and you can help mitigate some of the bone loss and muscle and strength loss through mm. continued or starting strength training. Like even if somebody was 60 or 70 and they're thinking, mm. oh, but I've never done strength training and now I'm getting weaker due to my age. Well, good, start, let's go. Yeah, do something, yeah. Yeah, yep. you just have to start where you're at, literally. I've, uh, yeah. I've coached so many people throughout my years. I've coached people who if they sit on the floor, they can't get back up. I've coached people who've had surgeries on every single joint i've, I've coached mm -hmm. people who can't lift one kilogram dumbbells i've coached i've coached people with neurological disorders literally with with neuron yeah. and nerve disorders and stuff like this people who can't control their muscle everyone can but you just mm -hmm. start with what can you do you got here what to the gym and, yeah and, yeah you got to the gym somehow so you must be able to do some sort of movement if we can only just yeah. walk we'll start with walking if you yeah. can only do if you can do one tenth of a squat on the way down and that's as far as you can go Guess how far we're going to go? Exactly yeah. that far, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, and then we'll go for what? We'll go for an eighth of a squat or something. Yeah, no. Next time, or yeah, just I, moving forward. I say the exact thing to in my gold class once again. When you know, when new people come to the class, and and I and I like to explain to them why we focus a whole track on squats. And I all I say to all of them all the time. I said, I don't care. This is not about how low you squat. I said, put your yeah. hands on your leg and just squat 
for two inches and you'll feel your quads start to engage. I said, even if you go down three inches, you're still using those muscles. You're still making a difference. Um, yeah, and they'll get used you know, to it over time, won't they? Ten yeah, weeks we're not in, talking, they'll be squatting a bit yeah, lower. Um, we're not talking about squatting so you break parallel with the, your upper thigh like you're doing a competition, you know, squat, squatting in powerlifting competition. You know, you've got to get your leg lower than parallel to, yeah. for it to be a – Oh, that's off the tangent, isn't it? Anyway, um, yeah, I say, you know, it's not about squatting low. Just go down three or four inches. You're still working your legs. Yeah, and we'll work on it, won't yep. we? Like most, yep, la- most exactly. ladies who come to me now or came to me in the past, there's no way they can do one full press-up. A lot, most ladies struggle to do one knee press-up. Exactly. But that's, but that's fine. We can we can just go down slow. We don't even have to do one full knee press up. We can do half of one knee press up. Yes. We literally can. Literally yeah. we yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. We can. We we can regress every single exercise to the point where every single person that you can 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 do it, even if yes, like there's ar- there's armchair exercises for people who can't walk and wheelchair exercises, and so exactly. you can always yep. do something, can't you? Yep. Unless, unless yep. you actually have no movement at any joint, then okay, I'll let you off. But if you've yeah. got some movement at some joint, guess where we're going to start? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So unless you're yeah paralyzed from the neck down, we'll be doing something, and then we'll build on that. That's exactly the game. That's exactly yeah. the game. So injuries notwithstanding, there are no negative things for doing strength training if you're a woman. There no, are for none. looking after your body, no. For looking after There's your body, none. why would there be really? Even if you don't like the gym or you find that environment, I don't mm. know, you just don't like it. You can just do it at home. You can, do, you can get what? two bands off eBay for £10 each and then go. Yep, that's what I did. That's what I did in lockdown, and the and the TRX bands and some resistance bands. That's all I've got. Yeah, and people so, can join Slum Society and get a free personal training session from Bethany Sharp, and then she'll show you how to fucking use the bands if you're thinking. Oh, absolutely. I don't, know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to use them. Well, you can do. You can do yeah. flipping contacts. Just, you got to do something to do something. Let's go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, just get some. <laughs> Find the person, get someone to show you how to do it. Like, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's exactly it. Yeah. And you can get thin. Oh, but what if I'm not strong enough to use the band? Get a lighter one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. You can, there's always adjustments. And, um, and I know, I, I noticed, it, sorry, go on. No, you can go. I'll just say, I was going to say, I, I've noticed uh, recently Beth putting those instructional videos on about how to use all the things you can do with the TRX band. That's, yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. Lots of members have got that now at home because that's a good piece of home equipment. It's about 30 quid and you can literally train your entire body for the rest of your life for great strengthening, great toning. If you want muscle building, if you want postural correction, if you want stronger bones, you can do all of it with a suspension trainer from home for 30 quid on flipping eBay. Yep, that's why I got one one ASAP when lockdown started. Yeah, there's a million things you can do on it. Yeah, face pulls and it can, it can help it can help people squat who can't squat it's like an easier way yep. to get into squats than yeah. just doing it even with your body weight there's all kinds of stuff yeah and I, it's they're quite safe too aren't they it's yeah it is yeah it's safe yeah as long as you have it so that it pulls the door shut because it's got a door shut. attachment yeah. Yeah. yeah you have to have it yep. so it pulls the door shut not open not open if you've got, yep. you got it pulling the door shut yeah it's perfectly safe um, yeah. it seems yeah. like pe- people sometimes think oh i'm gonna pull the wall down but you you don't actually put your full body weight on it you don't put that much weight on it um, no it's usually I just uses worry. like a balance aid or something 
I did worry about that a bit. I thought, oh, shit, what if it pulls the whole door down or pulls the top of the – above the door, the part of the wall just falls out or something. But, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it is fine. Um, I would recommend not doing things like face pulls and lat pulls wearing your slippers. <laughs> Why? Because they're literally, they're literally slippers because you will slip. Because they move. Yeah, you you'll slip in slippers. That's what they, they yeah. named it. Come on, that's it. why they're called slippers. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so, like, I did that a few times, and then I then I sort of thought, oh, I can prop one foot up by the side of the the banister, um, and then I thought, well, what if I have my feet sort of out, like you know, Charlie Chapman, <laughs> sticking out at a at a forty five degree angle? But I don't think that's very good for your knees. So, yeah. Take your slippers off, even if you're at home. Put some shoes on, because <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, or I train um, barefoot at home quite often. Oh yeah, and I, and I really like it, you know, especially for doing leg mm. exercises. When I went after the, the first or second lockdown, I can't remember the gyms opened for a little bit, and I went back to the gym and wearing shoes to try and do leg exercises at the gym. It you didn't like, like it. It felt like I had mittens on my feet. Oh, like, what is this? I can't. I can't feel the floor at all. What is happening? It felt like I so, had this weird cushion between me and the floor. And you get used to it again. You don't notice it after yeah. two sessions. But I really prefer so, it barefoot. But when when you're using your TRX, um, have you got a bare floor or it's not carpet? Oh, it's carpet. Oh, fair, you're doing because yeah, because I'm doing mine on carpet as well. So um, I wondered okay, if it, yeah. you you were on sort of like vinyl or lino or something like that. So um, um, no, I'm I'm just on no, carpet. Um, carpet. Where, where yeah. I usually have the well, where I use every suspension training. Maybe when it gets a bit warmer, I'll just try and do it barefoot. I really like it. I wouldn't necessarily recommend yeah. socks either because they're quite slippy. You no, they're shoes, slippy as well. Shoes yeah. or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, your feet oh, are made to grip, that. aren't they? They're quite they're quite yeah. grippy. Yeah, but um, I wouldn't be having bare feet in winter. My feet are too cold. <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so, sense. Um, so, yeah, I think we've kind of touched on all the advantages. Um, you know, the bone I, strength thing, I think, is one of the most important things for your long-term health and well-being, really. Yeah, bone and muscle strength. I completely yep. agree. I I thought yeah. of maybe I thought of maybe two advantages that I've experienced that people might yeah. experience that you probably also yep. have. Um, mm. One of them was a boost to my self esteem, I would say, and a boost to my self confidence, not in a physical way, but mm. in a way in a way that your or people's, I should say, self esteem is built from your opinion of you. And yes. exercise is not easy and not many people really want to do it. Like I don't want to exercise. Sometimes, okay, yeah, I don't mind it. Most of the time I don't want to. I'd rather just sit on the sofa and eat pizza. Everybody would. But we, we do the exercises for the benefits that we've spoken about Absolutely. most of the time. Yep. But when you say that you're going to exercise and then you wake up, like today I've done my exercises. I, I, mm. I said to myself yesterday, tomorrow, because yesterday I did the backs of the legs. I did hamstring training. Today I did the fronts of the legs. That's why I did squats. I did sports yep. squat. Um, yep. So I said to myself yesterday, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do the fronts of the legs. If yep. I then wake up today and I do not do that, if you let yourself down from the things that you said you were going to do, this is not good for mm. your self-esteem. Mm. No, if, if, no. If, if, you, if you do the thing that you said you were going to do, 
especially a hard thing. Like if you tell yourself, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to try that resistance training that Anita yeah. and Connor said about, or I'm going to do this and this, or I'm going to go for a walk, or I'm actually going to do even, even stuff like doing the housework or doing chores or any menial tasks or anything. If you tell yourself you're going to do something and then you don't do it, that's bad for your self-esteem. But because I told myself I was going to exercise and it is a good thing and I should do it and I will keep it up and I have done, I'm yep. like, ooh, look at me doing the damn yep. thing. I yep. said I was going to do that hard thing, and I did. And I bloody did it, yeah, exactly, it, exactly. Exactly, yeah. So that, that's one thing that I've experienced from it, a, a, a an increased belief in myself that I can do hard things because I have yes. evidence that I've done these hard things before and I can make myself do things that I don't want to do. And it toughens you up to be able to do that. Mm. You, you, you literally become a stronger person. Yep, agreed. And I think, like somewhere either on my day-to-day calendar, you know, things to do list or in my phone or whatever, I've always got like training is a thing that I'd be doing today because I, I, only, I only do none one day a week. So six days a week I'm doing something, training, weight, weight, wow. strength training. That's more than me. <laughs> oh, no, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not a huge kind of like what I would do at the gym. Well, you know what I'm doing at home, but it's just maintenance, I guess, really. But um, Yeah, just what you can do, yeah. But I do tend to be just a little bit of a procrastinator and I'm not, I'm not a person who likes exercising first thing in the morning, never have been. I always like it sort of 5 o'clock in the evening-ish time, which I think okay, yeah. from what I've read, that time of the day is when you're at your peak strength anyway. I think it's around lunchtime, but you would probably oh, be yeah. at better strength at right. five PM than you would be in the morning. I agree. In the morning's probably yeah. the in the morning's probably the worst time physiologically to exercise because your nervous mm. system's not necessarily fired up fully and you're not necessarily fully mm. awake. Um, but there's also a there's a there's a two sides to every coin, isn't there? That's how life goes. The other half of it yep. is seventy five percent of it, who of everybody who exercises consistently does it in a morning. Because I also prefer to exercise later. Like my prime time is either before lunch or before my evening meal. So I'd like mm. to go at like 4 or 5 p.m. or yep. That's when 11 I like or, yep. or like 11 yep. before lunch or something like that. But yep. I, do not, I do not do that. I did it this morning at flipping 6.30 in the morning, even though I don't want to. Because the, I know. But the later I leave it in the day, the more excuses I will build up to myself. And the, every hour that goes past that I haven't done it, the probability of me doing it goes down. Literally, See, this I'm, is not good. I'm different that way. Is that there, there were times when in summer lockdown, when Andrew was home, I would be doing the 9.30 at night. <laughs> You'll never catch me exercising at 9.30 at night. I've given it. But I, by by 4.30, I've given it. <laughs> oh, no I, still, no, I still get the bastards done, but it might be the last thing I do before I get in the shower and I just think, you're a bit of a dick, you know. Why didn't you do it sort of a bit earlier in the day? But I still do it. <laughs> I never, I, you know, I never not do it. Um, it's just that I, I've got this, I guess, this, this thing in my head. It's like once I actually write down something that I want to do, then I'll do it. You're but stronger than me then. That's how it's going. No, sometimes I procrastinate until like, like I said, eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, but I'll still do it. 
well, I'll procrastinate until three in the afternoon and then, <laughs> and then I'll just not do it, literally. So but, I've, I've, you've got 15 years extra training on me. I have, I have some way oh to go dear. get sensei. But then, but then also, if I leave it and do it while Andrew's home, the risk of him laughing at me is much greater. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he likes to come and stand next to me and just laugh at me. And I know what he's laughing at. He's laughing at the faces I pull. <laughs> thinks it's hilarious so there you go um <laughs> but mostly i do get it done before he comes home so but yeah it's just i think a thing i've said a, a lot of times over the years and it's i don't want it to sound sort of holier than thou or anything like that but exercise for me has never been optional like I say to people, when you get up in the morning, are these things in your mind, are they optional? Is it optional that you eat food, that you shower, that you get dressed, that no. you – none of those are optional. You do them. No, I agree. don't care. You, you, might, you might do it different times. You might do it different ways to something else, but you do them, generally speaking. Yep. You eat, you shower, you drink, you get dressed. Um so for me, exercising has just been another one on, on those list of things that are not negotiable. They're not options. I've never looked at things and exercise as optional. Um, I, I love that so much. More people should adopt that philosophy because essentially it is true. Like I try mm. and teach people about, about food and about their nutrition that mm. it doesn't really matter whether they want to eat healthy or eat well or not. You either mm. do it or things don't mm. go well, don't you? Yes. Yep. The, the human body requires protein and plants, whether you like it or not. If mm. you just like cake all day, every day, that doesn't mm. matter. This is like not wanting to change the oil in your car or mm. you've got a petrol, but you like diesel. So I'm going to put mm. diesel. In there. <laughs> okay. well, it's, Regardless, it, uh, this is not that'll go well. well. <laughs> it's not going to go well, is it? Your body, your body, the body needs nutrition, whether your brain likes it or not. And the body also needs to move, doesn't it? It's, yep. it's literally, the body is literally created to move. I can see a book on my bookshelf right now called born to run. And it's about mm. why the human body is, is partly the shape it is. To literally to run to be a long distance yeah. mover your body your body's like a biological vehicle if you've got your car in the garage a mechanical vehicle and you don't use it for 10 years and then you try and get it out of the garage and get it going that's not gonna go well is it and the no human body's, it's not gonna no. perform at all yeah no and you know if you've got a car you have to look after it it doesn't matter if you want to get it serviced or not you either get it serviced or it doesn't go well and if you take yes. your car after you've owned it for 40 years or 50 years and you take your car to the garage and <laughs> you say what's wrong with my car it just doesn't feel good well it's not going to be any specific one thing it's just it's just not being looked after for such an extended it's be crap yeah yeah. Just overall, and the human body's the human body's no different if it's not being looked after for years and years and years and years and years. Like you said, it is kind of non-optional. It's use it or lose yep. it with the with the well, movement and with the body, isn't it? For whatever reason, I don't really understand where that came from, but that's how it's always been for me. Um, and you know, if if I if I got invited to go to a work dinner or something like that, for example, um, I would say. Yes, I'll come, but I won't get there till this time because I've got a class to do beforehand. It's not like, oh, I'll bugger, I'll just not go to my class. I'll just go out for dinner instead. Um, it was, it's just non-negotiable. I'll do this. 
and then I'll fit that in. And if it means I'm late, well, I'm late because I'm going to do this because it's important and I like it. Um, look, what, I don't, that's great. I don't love going to the gym and doing weight training. I don't love it. Like you say, like to, it's an effort to get there sometimes. But once I get there and I've done it, and especially if I see improvements, then I bloody love it. And what you were saying, going back to the business about sort of the self-esteem and feeling good about yourself, like I feel bloody amazingly good about myself. I'm 61 years old and I can do 12 press-ups on my toes. <laughs> That's powerful. That is amazing. What, 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 I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of that because I don't know that there's a lot of 61-year-olds who could do that. You're not wrong. Um, no, you're not and, wrong. And I want to be able to do more. So I'm going to still push and try and get to, you know, 13 and 14 and, you know, like you say, we want to improve. We want to make progress. That's what makes us happy. Well, we didn't make, through no fault of your own, 60 kg bench press by age 60. Maybe we could do 100 press-ups by age 100. A hundred? Oh, Jesus fucking! That, you that couldn't do a hundred if you were hundred. You probably could actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a hundred press ups now. I used to be able to do over a hundred press ups when I was like seventeen. Really? Yes. Wow. When I was wow. four stone wet through, I used yeah. to be able to. Um, now I can probably do seventy five probs. Wow, that's most amazing. Likely. Uh, no, I've just been doing it for a long time, and it's easier for men um, than it is for ladies. Like yes. we were saying earlier, yeah. it's not—it's not really the same. It's not really a fair or similar comparison. Mm. But the, well, my my best my PBs in my entire powerlifting um, kind of era, um, I squatted a hundred and one hundred and forty-five kilos. Oh, <laughs> oh my lord! That's for one, or as you know, that's just for one repetition. That was in a competition, and um, deadlift was one hundred and fifty-five kilos. Wow! And deadlift was my weakest thing, and bench press right. was seventy seventy-five kilos. That's powerful. That's so, powerful. I mean, th this was. This was where was I? This was when I was in my twenties. So, you know, I, I'm never going to get anywhere near any of those ever again. But that's cool. I did it, um, and I, you know, they were they were fairly respectable, fairly respectable. It's very impressive. It's very impressive. And you think... don't need to get back to that necessarily. Like you said, oh, with, I know. With, yeah, with, with your injuries and things have changed now. You can have equally impressive but safer goals, <laughs> let's mm. say. Yeah. Like doing more press-ups yeah. is much safer than flipping bench yeah. and yeah. 75 kg or whatever it is. Bloody yeah, hell. yeah. But, you know, I'm like all the stuff that I achieved with it, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of and I never got, I, I never got to the – like I said, I never got to qualify for the world championships, but I tried. But I was, I was still pretty pleased with what I did. But but now, like you say, my goals are different. Um, well, similar in some ways. I mean, I still would like to bench press 60 kilos. Um, and I'm trying not to think that the older I get, the less likely it is that I can do it. But I'm thinking I'm just going to have to work harder if I want to achieve it. 
um, yeah, we'll just we'll just have to see where you get to, won't we? Mm. There's no there's no reason that being two years older is going to necessarily stop you, but we'll just have to build it safely and just see what you can do. Like we're never going to just mm. put sixty on the bar and just oh, see no. what you can do. No, no, we're, no. we're going to build up, build your strength up gradually and evenly and safely mm. and proportionally. And yeah, we, of course, you try. It's an, a, an excellent thing to try and be as strong as you can be. And we'll just mm. see if we can get there, right? Eh? It's a nice goal mm. to aim for. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I can't, barring injury and illness, I can't ever see myself stopping weight training. In fact, bit... in fact, my mum turned 90 the other day. Oh, congratulations. she still goes to the gym. That's excellent. So you must have, number one, strong genetics, and number two, that is a great idea. It's more important for the people who are elderly to strength train because they're the people losing the muscle mass at the fastest rate. If you yep. don't strength train, um, you lose muscle yep. mass anyway as you age, but as, you, as you're getting older, like we've said, and everybody's getting older, the older all of us get, anybody gets, the more important it is to be looking after your body. You need to, the older you get, the more you should be eating well. The older you get, the more you should be yep. moving well. The more you should be looking after yourself. It's people who are in the 20s who are in the gym, smashing the weights, running, protein shakes, multivitamins. Mm. They're not even really the people that need it that much. The people exactly. that need it more are elderly yeah. people. They need to be safe weight training, keeping strong, keeping toned, yep. eating well, having a good protein intake, having, yep. you know, all this kind of stuff, taking a multivitamin. Super I have um, I have got her on to focusing on eating more protein as well. <laughs> That's really, really good. It's, no. very important. it's very important for elderly people. Uh, it's called mm. sarcopenia, isn't it? Age-related muscle and strength loss, essentially, sarcopenia. Yep, yep, um, yep. And it's, it's not fully avoidable but you can attenuate a lot of the negatives with a good protein intake and just some nice safe strength training even some mm. even even just some zumba gold squats literally just some zumba gold squats yep. and you're yep. just keeping your muscles moving that's all that it that's is it. yep exactly exactly so um yeah i try and encourage her to focus on those things as well but um yeah, I think that's pretty cool that she still goes and does a little thing at the gym and she walks and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's why she just turned 90. <laughs> it could be a contributing factor, couldn't it? It's yep. very powerful and, and very and, positive. And she's well and she still lives in her own home and, you know, drives herself around and gets on planes and goes and visits people and does all goes on holidays and all sorts of stuff. So she's very active She's got a, still got a really good quality of life at ninety, so that's cool. I think Living that's pretty cool. Living the best life, eh? Living the best yep. life. She's even got a bloody boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> all right then. Oh, all right I love then. it. I think Here it's very go. cool. Very cool. Right, so, so yes, to all the uh, females out out uh, out there who are going to be listening to this, I hope there's some of you, and I hope that listening to this is just planted the seed and it's never too late to start never yeah i completely agree thank you for speaking to me today anita it's been a lovely time yes lovely to talk to you but it always is connor always oh, thank is. you very much you, you're so polite hmm. aren't you? you're so lovely <laughs> and i hope we'll come back to do another podcast again soon do you think absolutely i'll talk about anything you know that 
yeah, there's loads of topics we could go back and forth on, whether it's strength training again, because we could go into how to actually do strength training, different top tips. Or there's millions of different nutrition, mental health, yep. uh, loads of different yep. things that we could go into, isn't there? Oh, we can talk about menopause because I've learned heaps yeah. about that over the last, as you know, the last few months. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a whole topic by itself, but I feel like I've actually got some decent information and knowledge about that, about managing things and options yep. that are open to to people here, both within and without, out of the NHS. So, which is what I'm doing, you know, going private for stuff, which has been such a gigantic life changer but that's a whole other story yes so plenty of other stuff to natter on about i should interview you again it's about time i interviewed you again i'm also i'm also up for that yeah not a problem yeah. whatsoever we should we should do that we should set that up too all right not a problem cool. well thank thank you for your time today anita i really appreciate it and thank you so much for having me thanks for the opportunity it's been fabulous it's been fabulous. Thank you for listening, mm. ladies and gentlemen. If you want help by myself or Anita, you can go to slumsociety.co.uk. If you visit it on a mobile phone, you won't see this, but if you visit it on a laptop or computer, there's actually a picture of me and you, Anita. As soon as you oh, open yes, the website. Oh, yes, I must have a look at that. How right cool is that? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a new one that's just been... Um, Put on there. So go to slumsociety.co.uk if you want help. If you like this content, please give us a follow, whether you're on Stereo, whether you're on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, flipping Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. Give us a follow. Thank We're you so all much. over it. We're all over the world. <laughs> We're worldwide. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Thank you so much, too. Appreciate it. Bye. Speak to you and see you again soon. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. bye. bye.